Hello and welcome back. It's our final episode. Can you believe it, Atia? Yeah, I was surprised when you said that. It feels like it's gone quite quick. I think we kind of started a bit slow and then we had a few little gaps here and there when we were, yeah. you know, when we were moving and a few things going on. But yeah. yeah, the end has come really quickly somehow. I know. 15 episodes, as we always do. Mm-hmm. It's the 15th mm-hmm. one for this season. But I mean, we're very grateful that we've been able to get through till the 15th one. Yeah. How are you today, Atia? Yeah, I'm good. So we've just come back from half term. And so I literally arrived back about 20 minutes ago. So oh. <laughs> just in good time. Oh. Yeah. Can you tell everybody where you um, at here? Yeah, I actually had a little staycation in Manchester. So originally I'm from Manchester. I've been back, obviously we go back to see family and so on, but you tend not to have enough time to do the fun stuff, if you know yeah. what I mean, like the touristy things. So this time I stayed for five, six days. So I got a chance to see all my university friends. And then we also went to the Pankhurst Centre, which is like a small museum just in the grounds of the main hospital in Manchester, actually. Mm -hmm. And it was where they lived when they the Pankhursts lived when they were in Manchester. Mm. Um, So it's all about the suffragette movement and things like that. So I found that really interesting. The kids got a chance to dress up as suffragettes, which was really cute as well. Oh, Atia, Um, you take any photos? Yeah. Did you take any photos? Yeah, I did actually. I haven't posted them yet, but I'll post them this week probably just on stories. But we had a walk along the main sort of street where the university is, which is a really long road with all the university buildings. I was like yeah. telling all my kids that yeah, this is where I went to. We walked into the medical building yeah. and things like that. So it was really nice. It was fun, nostalgic trip this time. Oh my goodness, that's fantastic. We learn about suffragettes at school, but it will be in the summer term. So if you don't mind mm-hmm. sending me some of your photos from your visit, that would be excellent. Yeah, to okay. Please. Yeah, okay, I will do. <laughs> and, and then I went to So Brom yesterday. Oh yeah, I was about to ask you about that. Yeah. How was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I've never really, I have been to Birmingham a couple of times, but this time we went to the rag market and I didn't buy anything rag market but there's loads of great value fabric shops like stalls there as well and then a couple of other local shops so it's Barry's Fabrics and then Guthrie and Garney as well and they had a raffle there there's lots of people so it was a good place to meet people and somebody made my day by saying that she listens to the podcast so that was good Um, do you remember her name fun do you remember her name? Um, I don't actually. I don't. Oh, never um, mind. Some, met so many different people. But if you're listening, yeah, thank you very much for listening and oh. telling me about it. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, I met a few others like Amy, who we spoke to recently on the podcast. She actually suggested it and encouraged me to come. So thanks, Amy, for <laughs> encouraging me to come. And then Sandeep was there as well. Oh, Sandeep. Um, yeah, from Sister Mantaka. <laughs> so um, a few others. In a minute, you go on. <laughs> Okay, yeah. And another person who follows me on Instagram, Tanzim, she is local as well. So we spent the day together. So that yeah. was really fun. Oh, welcome yes. back. It's lovely to have Thank you, back you in London. Yes. And it's good to be back, actually. As you know, when you've not you've been away from everything, you feel like more kind of motivated, like I've got my sewing projects, you know, things to think about. I've been doing a bit of knitting, not very much because I didn't have that much time, but I've been plugging along with this mystery knit along that I started. Mm. Yeah. How was your half term? Half term. Oh, you know how it is with me. I've had a very slow half term and I've loved it so much. That's good. I think you needed it really. Yeah. I'm actually speaking to you from my bed because as everybody probably knows the sort of situation we have in this house where downstairs is a, oh, it's sort of like an open plan. So it's noisy. 
everything's happening downstairs and I just had to come hide away here in the room and speak to you and our lovely guest today we have a guest (laughs) hello Marilla hello (laughs) nice to speak to you we're also on half term so I've had to retreat to the bedroom (laughs) oh yeah we're all dealing with the same issues I think (laughs) (laughs) hide away from the family (laughs) yeah oh it's lovely to have you on board today Marilla we have a fantastic guest and we're so happy to have Marilla because I must say Either last season or the season before, we did this thing where we selected Marilla's sewing pattern as one of our projects to have a go at doing during that season. And I think it was the... Atia, you've made the most recent pattern, haven't you? Yes, I made the Annie dress. That was the Bellum Night dress. I yeah, Bellum Night. Yeah. I, think, I think only... Did you... You made one, didn't you? I yeah, think. I made a Bellum Night. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm fangirling right now. Oh, I was so excited to see those dresses pop up. Honestly, I was screaming. (laughs) You're fangirling. I was fangirling. Oh, my goodness. I love your pattern so much. Hi, Emil. Oh, thank you. Do you want to tell everybody about yourself? Who are you? Uh, Yeah, I'm Marilla. I'm a sewing pattern designer living in uh, near Reading in the UK. So not far from London. Yeah, that's it, really. It's sort of juggling between designing and looking after the kids, really. Okay. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Is that something that you trained in or have you always done that? Yeah. So, well, I've been sewing like since I was a teenager. But when I left school, I went to art college. But before that, I was like went to a factory and worked as a factory machinist and then was working in a workroom making curtains and things. And then I went to university. Sewing is definitely a lifelong interest for me. But really, I was more interested in the textiles to start off with. So fashion design wasn't my primary interest. So, yeah, I learned pattern drafting at university and never actually really used sewing patterns myself. For some reason, I always got into sewing. I got into sewing, making my own patterns, even though they were really bad when I was a teenager. They were awful. <laughs> like... <laughs> made an a-line skirt I couldn't even walk in it was so narrow at the hem (laughs) but like walked out the door and it was like shuffling along but yeah it was great learning at university and then I've just been drafting patterns ever since and then when I had the kids then I discovered this whole amazing sewing community and yeah yeah, it seemed like the perfect direction for me really yeah you mentioned something about working in the curtain making industry how's that Yeah, so I grew up in a small town and it was my boyfriend at the time's mum who I went to work with because she basically had a shop in her house and then upstairs in one of the spare bedrooms was this workroom. So Mm. it was a really small setup. And then from there, I went to work for someone else who had like a unit. So it was much more, it was a much bigger setup with tables and stuff. And it was brilliant. It was great for like organizing myself so I used to sort of plan the week's work I kind of became a bit of a supervisor so I would plan the week's work and get all the cutting done out mm. and there was so much hand sewing mm. and oh, really? so hand sewing does not phase me whatsoever yeah sewing the linings to the main fabric it was all hand sewn in so 
all of these sort of processes that I went through means that I'm actually a really fast sewist because you just had to get the job done Mm -hmm. so I'm not so like precious about getting everything perfect I'm just more like oh (laughs) just whispering get it done (laughs) yeah oh wow that's really interesting so do you still make things like your own curtains now I do I make blinds for around the house but I don't enjoy it Mm -hmm. (laughs) you really need a big space so whenever anybody hears oh I used to be a curtain maker everyone's like oh oh I could do with a blind I'm like no way I'm not doing it (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness yeah so with your sewing patterns what actually drew you into deciding that actually I'm going to start making sewing patterns like commercial sewing patterns that people can actually purchase and use for themselves I think it was when I had my son so 10 years ago I discovered all of these sewing blogs and stuff and Mm. I was always making my own patterns anyway and then I started to discover independent designers which was just incredible to me the only patterns I ever used were vintage ones so I didn't used to buy like the big four because it was all so expensive like Mm -hmm. and I was always sewing with a budget in mind it was always to do it to save money so Mm -hmm. I never used to spend a lot of money on it when I just discovered all these independent designs I thought well I can actually do that so it just opened up a whole new world and it was just so exciting yeah. To think, at first I didn't really want to do it, but then I've got a sewing friend, Jenna, <laughs> who was just really encouraging, and she was like, "No, just do it, give it a go." And I was like, "Oh, is there too?" At the time, there was hardly any designers really, and I was like, "Oh, is there too many? Maybe I there's no room." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now it's exploded. There's so many designers out there, and there's just room yeah. for everybody. So, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I was just yeah, really thankful to Jenna for encouraging me, and it's just been brilliant, really. Yeah, you're so. Yeah, so I think I remember you from the sort of earlier stages when I first started getting into Instagram and so on. And I think your pattern stood out because some of the like the early ones, I think it was a Maya top that you have. They're kind of quite achievable sort of patterns for beginners and sort of intermediate sewers. And even if you just want something like a quick, simple top that you're, you know, that's going to be useful. And also, I really like your pattern sleeve, your pattern sleeve design. Do you actually hand print those yourself? I do yeah I screen print them so um oh. again it's about keeping it all achievable for me to be able to do by myself because I'm just a one woman show I don't have space in my house to like store a load of patterns or anything so in order to provide paper patterns because I know that there's some people that just definitely prefer them so I print the envelopes as I need to and it's a bit of a slow process really and kind of wouldn't make sense for everybody for sure but yeah, I hand print. The, I'm kind of starting to back away from printing them so much. I'm coming up with a different way of doing it because it does take quite a long time. But yeah, I try and everything looks unique because I'm trying yeah. to find a way that I can do all of the processes. Yeah. And I think that's kind of developed a style of its own. Mm-hmm. I love you. So, I love your patterns. I like the look of it and I like the simplicity, but very effective. Like they're very effective. Your sewing pattern instruction or the sewing instructions in your instruction, you know, the guide that comes with the sewing pattern, so, so accessible as well. So, yeah. 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 I was going to ask you, because you mentioned that obviously when you were first started out, you were trying to save costs or be budget friendly. And I feel like Instagram and the sewing community has changed quite a lot over the last few years. And it's all quite sort of, I don't know, like fast, like new things, new 
fabrics and, things. and do you feel like any pressure to kind of keep up with those sorts of things with your own sewing and with your business as well sorry I cut out a bit I just couldn't hear the whole question okay no. um, yeah I was just asking whether with the sort of the way things are at the moment the sewing community like there's a lot of new things coming out all the time do you feel a pressure to kind of I don't know like have a lot of new say new fabrics new designs like do you feel that pressure in your own sewing or in, in your business uh, not in my own personal sewing I think there was a time where I did kind of want to keep up a bit but I sort of settled back into what I used to always want to achieve and that's kind of I just want to enjoy the process and actually I do love buying fabric I have to say <laughs> when I started sewing <laughs> there was not there wasn't the options that you get now like it was more, I was going to charity shops trying to get secondhand fabric. Whenever I would see a fabric shop, I would sort of try and stock up. And that's where my stash came from. It wasn't stashing yeah. because there was lots of new releases. It was more of, I'll get it when I see it because I don't know when I'll see it again. Yeah. Whereas now the availability, there's yeah. so much. And I do, I am a sucker for fabric. Mm. I cannot help it. But I'm always conscious that there are people out there that, don't have money to spend and I do think that there are affordable ways to do it I don't think you have to be buying all of the latest things it's hard isn't it because Instagram's so visual we all want to see the nice pretty things there's always something new so it's really important yeah I mean I'm a sucker for it I will buy it I have to do it like that Mm -mm. I have to say yesterday at Sobram I met a lady who isn't on Instagram but she made an amazing dress out of an Ikea tablecloth so it was like a chambray type fabric but a bit thicker so a bit more like almost like a denim but with the look of a chambray and she made a shirt dress with a tiered skirt and I just thought that was really good and I was like I probably and she also said she buys the double gauze or triple gauze blankets to use for fabric as well so I thought I need to go and have a little look in Ikea yeah yeah that's inspiring there yeah yeah that's absolutely I mean I bought before there was all of this before Instagram basically I went to Kath Kidston and bought a duvet set there because the fabric in Kath Kidston was just yeah out of my price range but and I made a dress from that and honestly I got stopped so much in this dress but you can find ways of and that's quite expensive for me at the time to spend that kind of money but there are so many ways of getting good amounts of fabric like going to car boot sales you can find people clearing out their own stashes and get stuff for like you know two or three pounds that's where I was always at it was always like trying to spend as little money as possible and I'm kind of still like that (laughs) (laughs) I like to see that actually because it's kind of refreshing isn't it when you see somebody because like in terms of your it feels like your sewing translates to your real how you live your life as well because like you've got Mm -hmm. your allotment and things like that so it's like a it reflects a kind of simpler slower way of life which I think is more of a positive influence in a way (laughs) so Yeah. yeah it's good to see that it's definitely more of a make do and men type thing and I think that's just how I was brought up you know like my dad and his family are all like that actually I've given up the allotment now I'm growing stuff in the garden more but like it's just yeah I like to be able to think I'm saving money somewhere along the line although I'm not sure I'm not sure I always am but at least yeah. like to kid myself I am <laughs> kid yourself <laughs> Do you know, Atia, speaking of going to So Brum and meeting some people, I know you spoke about seeing Sandeep over there. Well, guess the mistake mm-hmm. that I made. I saw, well, it's not a mistake. Well, it's a mistake on my part, but I saw one of her 
lovely fabrics that she had on her Instagram. It's one of her new fabrics. And she wrote, so if you don't know Sandeep, she's the owner of Sister Mintaka, right? Yeah. She's the owner yep. of mintaka.co.uk. Yeah. And she sells fabrics. So I picked one of her fabrics that I really liked and ordered it. But guess what I did? I put my current address. address, no, my current address <laughs> and my old postcode. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so I felt so, so where bad. did it go? But it had to be sent back to her. And she was wondering where the mistake had come from. And then she realized that. I oh, so that whole seeing things on Instagram, I got caught into that bubble, didn't I? <laughs> oh my gosh. She has lovely fabrics though. Yeah. Really lovely fabrics. Yeah. She was I, wearing I, a very nice Liberty dress actually when oh, she came. Yes. Oh. And she'd kind of put two different prints together, which were like quite very different, but they looked so good together. And I was like, that's really inspired me to clash prints a bit more as well. Yeah. Mm. So you mentioned getting fabric from charity shops a while ago. Do you still do that now? How's that going now? Because I hardly find good, like, well, actually never find fabric in charity shops. God, it's so bad now, like, so curated. Like, now they're much more like high street fashion shops. Whereas Mm. it used to be that there was just, they put everything out. But I don't think they really do that so much now. So, no, I don't have so much luck. But Mm. every now and then you get a treasure, don't you? And it's like a real reward. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And we're all after the same stuff, so maybe someone else got it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cool. Well, so your current sewing pattern, the Yanning dress, that's the most recent yeah. one, isn't it? What was the inspiration behind that one? Because I think, I feel like it's, anyway, tell us the inspiration and I'll tell you what I feel about <laughs> it because I'm planning well, to make one. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it's kind of got like, it's sort of a vintage night dress type feel or like a fisherman's smock or farmer's smock, you know, like you get those, oh, well, maybe you don't buy them, but you see them online, like vintage French night shirts and things. It's kind of like that, really. But I wanted one that I could wear that wasn't an antique. Mm. Yeah, it's got that. It kind of reminds me of those 80s Laura Ashley type dresses with the big collar and everything. And then I went, I was planning to make one anyway. And then I went into a shop which had a really similar design. So I thought, oh, let me try it on and I can, you know, sort of get a feel of how it would look. And I really liked the style. So I thought, I'll just go for it. And then I remembered I actually had that Czech fabric, the one that I used recently. And I was like, oh, that, that will actually work pretty well. Oh, yours so looks amazing. <laughs> it looks amazing. And actually the square collar. Yeah, I can see the Laura Ashley reference on that. That's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, very, very Laura Ashley. Yeah. Yeah. My plans are to, well, my plan is to make one using African wax fabric, but I'm going to do a mix and match with it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So when I saw that pattern, I thought, oh, would it be spring, summer? I think, yeah, I was thinking spring, summer for next year. But I don't know if it would still be. Well, anyway, that's the plan. (laughs) So look out for it, everyone. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to see. Actually, I have seen some made up in African wax print and it does look lovely. Like not the one that Atia made the other style but the long sort of a-line one with the big collar yeah 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 it did look really nice (laughs) even if I do say so myself (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness I saw your post well it was on Instagram your Instagram story you'd made a pair of trousers I have yes well it's a new pattern I'm working on I knew it um, yes oh I cannot wait to show you more it's so my Roberts collection which is 
at this point, it's about, I just can't remember how old it is. It's about seven or eight years old. I'm reworking that, but it won't be the same, but it will be in a better size range. And it's basically that jumpsuit, which will also have separates kind of drawn out of that. So I'm so excited. It's going really well so far. Did you say separate what? So there'll be the jumpsuit and then from the jumpsuit, that will become the top pattern and then a trouser pattern. So you'll have separates. I understand now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Again, it's like, I just want to give people value for money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, actually, like even the Roberts collection, that's actually like, I don't know how many patterns it is in one, but it's, you know, there's, there's so many different options there that, and, you know, like the two different top options, they make a completely different style. So it's like you actually get two <laughs> almost complete patterns in one, don't you? Yeah, I think that's that's what I'm always striving for. I just like value for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not, that's my selling point, value for money. Mm-hmm. I just want to, and actually from a creative point of view, mm-hmm. when I'm working on a design, I kind of, you start off with one idea, but then I'm always imagining what else it could become. Mm-hmm. And so to not have those included in the final pattern, it just, it wouldn't satisfy me. So as I'm working through it, I kind of then I start adding to it and then sometimes I have to sort of rein myself. But yeah, I want to I want to share all of my ideas all at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you come up with pattern hacks afterwards as well? And do you have a favourite if you have? Well, hmm, the thing I've learned over the years, I think, is to try and include as much in the final pattern as I can, because once even though the Roberts collection is quite a big pattern after the release, I then had other things that I would have ideally liked to have had or I would have loved to have been included in that final pattern so it's better for me to be able to just roll it all out together so I just take longer to produce the patterns basically so that I can include all of those things before I release them because yeah. otherwise it just gets confusing for people to go and have to locate all the different items mm-hmm. okay that makes sense. Makes sense. So yeah. So it's not a constant. Well, I mean, I mean, not saying there's anything wrong with like new adaptations being added to a sewing pattern, but oh no, do it that way. Makes sense to do it that way. Yeah. Well, I haven't got a load of places to put stuff because I don't have a blog anymore, and I don't have a standalone shop. It's all on Etsy. So it's kind of finding places to send people to go and find that information. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to be a little bit more efficient, which, you know, over time you kind of learn, don't you, different ways of how you want things to go. Yeah. Okay. Well, apart from the Robert's trouser, anything else coming up in the pipeline? I've got a coat, which I have been promising for years, and that will be coming out really soon. But yeah, another thing, it's just, it's kind of a bit overwhelming, I think, at the moment, because it's another rework of a very early pattern. And I just want it to be perfect. And I think that's just what's holding me back a bit because Mm. the procrastination of you can't achieve perfection. And I I know that, but yeah, it's become a bit of a sticking point for me. So I just really need to get off my bum, I think. (laughs) Just get it out there. (laughs) It's only a pattern at the end of the day. It's only a coat. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever use other designers' patterns as well? Or do you mostly just use your own designs? Oh, I don't so much anymore. I wish I could, but the time is just not there. But I just see so many things that I would love to have time to make. It's, yeah, no, I used to. I used to sew a lot more, especially when I had a blog and I had places to post 
pictures and all the things that I sort of did with the pattern but no I don't do that so much anymore Mm -hmm. it's a time issue yeah do you feel like what was the reason you stopped your blog did you just feel like it wasn't a good use of your time or like it wasn't being visited as much as Instagram I think I just preferred Instagram I don't know if I do now (laughs) it's changed so much (laughs) yeah um, well it's quite drastically changed in the last few months hasn't it so I think yeah yeah it really has it's um, it's a bit discouraging yeah Yeah. well I'm kind of like I don't do very much but I have started filming YouTube videos it's just a different outlet to sort of express myself and I don't I don't have like a ton of followers or anything it's I just post a video every now and then and some people watch it which is really nice I think I prefer the interaction on YouTube than Instagram at the moment because I don't know something's got lost isn't it Mm. Mm. yeah I share the same sentiment with Instagram it's been it's just changed and yeah a lot of people are kind of dialing away from the app so it makes sense to try a different platform to yeah and share it's really sad because a lot of my sewing friends I met through Instagram and there was always a lot of conversation happening Mm -hmm. and so it was a really pleasant pace it wasn't always about like I mean it was a lot about sharing my makes and yeah and people were sort of liking my photo but a lot of it also was the conversation and I feel like a lot of that is gone Mm. And also, I'm not seeing my friends on there because they just don't come up on my feed. What can we do? (laughs) Yeah, I just try and seek out the ones that I want, but then it puts an extra barrier to actually getting to see the ones that you want to. Yeah, yeah. Have you got anything else coming up at the moment in terms of projects that you're excited about or anything else going on? Working on patterns. And hopefully once I've got these next two done, I'm going to sort of take a break from designing and sort of focus on really sharing some tips and tricks because I just haven't had time to do any sort of video tutorials or anything and I know that people do like this helps doesn't it so I just really need to get some more designs out the way not out the way I don't mean it like that because I do enjoy working on them but yeah so I can focus on sharing some tips and tricks because I don't really have a chance to do that But I just really wanted to build on a range that had the improved size range because I was feeling like one or two patterns, it was not enough. So I just really wanted to build up the collection a bit more Mm. before I can sort of take a little bit of a break and focus on other things. Oh, okay, Okay. Fantastic. Atia, any plans for this week, seeing as you're back now? Um, (laughs) Not anything very exciting, to be honest. I might start a new Tilly... Marnie blouse I think it's the Marnie blouse isn't it which I've been thinking about for a little while so that's that might be one of my next projects but I did make a quick sweatshirt set recently and I enjoyed that it was like a nice quick finish so and very wearable so maybe a couple more like that as well Hmm. that's exciting I made a dress very simple dress it came from a free sewing pattern from a magazine and I used double gauze and I didn't enjoy the experience Something about double gauze is hit and miss for me because some of them are fine and then the rest of them just fray like crazy. And it's just like threads everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, it can be a tricky fabric. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I find it sometimes, it's kind of like it drags a bit more, if you see me, than a normal cotton. Like it doesn't flow yeah. necessarily. And the worst part so about it, it is it's a checkered fabric. 
So it was very difficult to, you know, align the center front because it has a seam running down the middle, like the center front at the center front. So it was just so hard. I've never really struggled with fabric in that sense. It was my first time of really getting frustrated with, you know, a type of fabric or a fabric type. Double goals. Yeah, double goals. It wasn't, mm. this one wasn't my favorite one. But I mean, I finished the dress and I guess I'll just not wear that dress the way I would wear do you know what I'll just wear it with pride I made it (laughs) I'm sure it's fine it's probably just you thinking that it's not not, you know it's probably not noticed a lot of times when you make a or there's a problem it's only really noticeable to you because you were looking at it for so long while you were making it that's correct it's probably fine is it a big check or is it a small check it's a medium one (laughs) Medium. It's yeah, medium. Probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a bit annoying when it doesn't come out quite how you wanted it, though, I guess. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. You it, probably it, want to choose something very stable for your next yeah. project. For my next one. Well, I made two things. This was like my selfish making week where I spend all the, you know, the evenings this half term just doing mm-hmm. either cutting out, sewing, you know, whatever it was. And I thought I'll do it without any sort of recording, no kind of photos, nothing, just for the sake of it. And I guess I was test running my sewing space to make sure it worked. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I was doing as well. So it was nice. It was nice. I've got my Marnie cut out. I've also got this louse that I've cut out. It's actually the Courtney top. It's a top and dress sewing pattern, but I've gone for the top version and it's by Marsha Style. So those are the two next projects that I'm working on and they're definitely going to be selfish makes because I'm not going to share those as, you know, tutorials or, you know, I might do a reel at some point Mm -hmm. down the line, but definitely they're just things that I'm making for myself and for the sake of it. But apart from that, if I do make anything, I will definitely share on our Instagram at uncutpodcast underscore yeah thank you so much Marilla thank you oh thank you for having me it's such a pleasure to talk to you both and yeah hopefully we can meet in person one day Atia I know we will do we've got got something in the works so oh exciting oh Juliet you'll have to join us (laughs) (laughs) exciting Cool. Well, so where can people find you, Marilla? So you know, if they want to find you on yeah, social media. It's been media. a pleasure. And I always listen to you girls. But it's such a treat to be on here. Well, I'm on Instagram. It's just Marilla Walker. I'm really simple, actually, with all of my social media. So just Marilla Walker for my YouTube channel. I'm not complicated. Oh. <laughs> and on Etsy as well. That's where my patterns are. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, so everyone, it. for sticking with us this season. We really enjoyed chatting and sharing lots of makers with you and their stories and we hope to bring you more makers stories next season Atia thank you so much for a wonderful season any parting yeah, words thank you everyone time? yeah thanks to Marilla and to all of our guests as well you know we can't do it without you basically Absolutely. and yeah I think lots of people <laughs> we had lots of nice feedback about the guest stories as well people have really enjoyed them so thank you and if anybody thinks that they want to put themselves forward as a guest yeah. then get in touch with us or any other comments or feedback on our Instagram as well on uncut podcast underscore absolutely thank you everyone and all the best enjoy the festive season we'll see you soon Bye. 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 Bye.